episode 16, Heal the Body, Grow a Plant. I'm Merle Riedel, and you're listening to a November 22, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. In this bi-weekly podcast, museum staff reveal the story behind the story about artifacts featured on the Cool Things section of our website, kshs.org. Today, Assistant Museum Director Rebecca Martin will answer some questions about a group of sketchy medical devices seized by the Kansas Department of Health and Environment. She'll explain why Garden City School custodians peddling cancer-curing hot plates are not to be trusted. Good morning, Rebecca Martin. Assistant Director of the Kansas Museum of History. Um, this morning we're going to talk a little bit about some quack medical equipment that you wrote about for your cool things. Uh, you want to start us off by telling us what a quack is and what quack medical, medical equipment is? Sure, Merle. That's a good place to start. Well, a quack is a fake, a charlatan, charlatan. a charlatan, a poser who pretends to have medical knowledge um, and for the, the purpose, of course, of making money off of innocent victims. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been fa- fakes uh, in medical, the medical field since, well, time immemorial people, especially when uh, medicine was not a professionalized field, it was really easy to pretend that you had knowledge in it. Uh, Really since the, oh, about the last 150, 200 years when we've gotten more uh, more grounded in science, has it become clear that there are people out there who don't have medical knowledge who are pretending to. Um, Now the collection we have of quack medical equipment at the Historical Society came from the Kansas Department of Health and Environment. they are in one of the regulatory agencies in charge of protecting our health, among other mm-hmm. things, and they have confiscated, uh, have over the years confiscated a great amount of quack medical equipment. That is not easy to say. <laughs> They've confiscated a lot of quackery over the years, and some of it has come into our collections. Uh, and, you know, some of it actually was made and marketed in Kansas. A lot of it was made all over uh, the country, even in some cases over all over the world but Mm -hmm. was um, sold by people in Kansas who were trying to make a buck. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the Kansas connection either. It was made in Kansas, sold in Kansas, or it was seized in Kansas by KDHE. Yeah, seized by their inspectors. Mm -hmm. And quack doesn't necessarily mean... um, a piece of equipment, does it? I mean, it can be it can be other stuff, right? Like medication. Oh, sure. Can sort of be considered quack. Yeah, this collection includes pills, um, machines. Actually, they're kind of do nothing machines, as we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, pumps. Yeah. I don't know that we'll go there. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I mean, the, the whole collection. You, when you were researching it, when we first took it, you broke it down into a couple different major categories. What were those major categories? Do you remember? Uh, was it the do nothing category? Yeah. Ta- yeah, the do nothing category, which is the, these impressive looking machines that do absolutely nothing. Um, and, and some of them you even plug in or wind up. They do nothing whatsoever, uh-huh. but they look really great. Sure, sure. Uh, and, sh- and some like throw sparks and stuff. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really impressive. Um, 
Let's see, the other category probably was medicines. Medicines is another big category. And then there's this whole kind of color therapy category, which, you know, I don't want to offend anybody out there who believes in things like uh, aromatherapy or color therapy. I agree they can really change your mood, but as to whether or not they will cure cancer, I have some serious <laughs> doubts. Um, so color therapy was a, is, was a big category among uh, charlatans who were developing these weird quack, quackery, I guess is what we call it around here, just mm-hmm. as a general uh, term to encompass all sorts of weird things like that. Um, so after seizing these this equipment, was KDHE doing anything with the equipment there? I mean... Um, and and why did they give it to us? Uh, Dr. Evan Wright, who was the director of KDHE for a number of years, picked out the more salient examples to use in public education programs. And he he was uh, quite a character from uh, all the literature we received from KDHE. Um, they did a video before he retired <clears throat> of him giving one of these public programs. And his sense of humor it's was awesome. it is really great. So I thought he had a really nice touch of trying to educate people about what not to buy, what not to believe, while making them laugh, too. So after Dr. Wright retired, KDHE had all of this equipment that they confiscated, I think mainly in the 1950s and 60s, and uh, they kind of wanted to immemorialize Dr. Wright, I think, and they also didn't have a use for it anymore, but they wanted to immemorialize him by donating the collection to the Historical Society, and we took many of the pieces in. After a while, they started to look a little redundant, like we talked about the whole big class of pills, you know, how many of those do you need? So we took a selection uh, of some pretty extreme examples of quackery mm-hmm. from KDHE. Mm-hmm. Why does, um, I guess the first first piece of equipment we're going to talk about is the Solarama. And uh, why does the Solarama thermal board look strangely like an appliance my grandma used to keep food warm? That's because it is a hot plate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, essentially, the Solarama, let's see, I'll get everybody out there who's a listener to picture two big pieces of what looked like uh, your grandma's Formica tabletop uh, sandwiched together, bordered by metal with a plug sticking at one end. And in the in between the two sheets of board, there was a little bit of graphite that they somehow they charged it electrically. So it, cre- it created a very, very small amount of heat coming out of the Solarama. But... Of course, uh, the maker of the Solarama claimed that was an electronic vitamin. Of course, that, that would makes sense. that would basically just give you the the best health you would ever had if you put it between your mattress and your box springs and plugged it in every night. That's not a fire hazard. <laughs> Only if you're incontinent, <laughs> which Dr. Wright said was a real risk. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it did absolutely nothing except put out a small amount of heat. In fact, your grandmother's warming plate functioned better than the Solarama <laughs> did. Um, but it looks really cool. It, and it's got, what I love uh, best about Solarama is that it's got a label on on it that says this side up, as though that would make any difference whatsoever. <laughs> you don't want to get that no. wrong. <laughs> but that's really, that's one of the telling things about quackery is that they, these people know nothing whatsoever about science. They might know a little bit about, about electronics, like the guy who made the Solarama did. They know nothing about science, so they make these eg- exaggerated claims about how things function because they know that most of the population doesn't know anything about science either. And mm-hmm. we're going to, well, the chances we're going to be gullible and believe that they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
The Solarama, this Solarama, was seized in Garden City, uh, where a school custodian was selling it. Uh, would you have a problem buying medical equipment from a custodian? I have never bought medical equipment from a custodian, but I, you know, I wasn't in poor health. I mean, if you're, if you're, the way the quacks really appeal to people is that if you're in really bad health, and doctors can't do anything for you, or they're going to charge an exorbitant amount of money to do something for you, and you know there's somebody out there who says, "Hey, I've got the greatest cure-all, and it's only going to cost you $150," which I think is what the custodian was selling. The Solaram is for, uh, then you know, and you're and you're gullible enough or desperate enough, you're going to buy one, mm -hmm. um, because you you know modern medical science can't do anything for you, and you're you're so hopeful that something's going to be able to do it that you'll buy the Solarama from a school custodian who should have known better. Um, the next object is the color therm. Uh, this was a device based on the concept that poor health was caused when a body's color cycle got out of balance. What does one look like when their color cycle is out of balance? I think you must look sick. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, that's a good question, Merle, because the literature surrounding the color therm does not explain what you have to look like. It's just that you just have a general malaise or you have cancer. I mean, most of these things cure cancer, allegedly. That's what the claim is. Um, so I guess your color cycle, it may be kind of like in the, let's see, medieval era when they believed that your body humors got out of balance and so they would bleed you to death. <laughs> Bleeding being a, an old medical technique. Um, so the color therm is this new technique where you can use, in, in the color therm's case, what looks like, it looks like a big wooden box with neon on tubes snaking around on the top. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it was going to use the modern marvel of electrical light to, to bring your color cycle back into balance and restore good health. And the inventor from that, he was from Mission, Kansas, wasn't he? He was. His name was Dr. Fred Gerke. Um, his name will live in infamy, I'm afraid. <laughs> Developer of the color therm. Uh, and one of the really clever things that he did with the color therm was, since it's just this big box uh, with a lot of tubes on top, you couldn't apply it directly to an affected area. So he defected. Uh, he, he defected. Uh, he uh, developed a color wand that's a little wand with Brilliant. lights on it. Yeah, so you could apply it directly to whatever was ailing you on your body and instead of just, you know, standing naked in front of the color therm for Which an that hour. That would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous, but it wouldn't surprise me if some people tried it, again, because they were so desperate. They, mm -hmm. they knew they couldn't be cured by modern science. The final object is the pathoclast. Um, uh, the pathoclast, one doctor claimed uh, he could diagnose and treat patients without even seeing them, um, which is absolutely brilliant. How is this possible, and why can't my doctor learn how to do this? Merle, I think you should be happy that your doctor doesn't claim to be able to do this. <laughs> uh, the pathoclast is one of this class of, of do-nothing machines. They look really impressive. If our listeners get a chance to go out on the website, they can see a picture pictures of all of these three uh, items we've been talking about. But the pathoclast is this board that's got all sorts of dials and meters mm -hmm. on it and little wells, like little holes in it in which you could insert a sample of the patient's whatever, fingernail clippings, hair, DNA of some Photograph. Sort. Photograph, in the case of the one doctor. <laughs> That's how he diagnosed people remotely, was he put this photograph of the patient into the well. 
turned it on, detected what uh, what vibrations were out of sync in this patient, and then prescribed something to them probably over the telephone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the pathoclast just it, it makes noises, I'm sure. We've never tried to plug it in, but I'm sure it makes a lot of noises and, and sounds really impressive. And then if you, if you were in the doctor's office, you would see all these dials and meters going crazy, and you could hear the noise, the whirring, and uh, coming out of the back. And, and it's all designed to impress you and make you think that this guy knows what he's doing when actually it's all it's all a scam so be glad your doctor doesn't have a pathoclast in his office okay um and finally rebecca uh for the last segment here we're going to do a little exercise i use quotes right there exercise (laughs) air quotes um i'm going to read an advertisement from one of the quack devices um just because they're so they're so um riveting they are and and very uh, funny Right. So as I'm reading it, I want you to say the word quack every time I make a ridiculous medical statement. Should I just save it all up and say quack at the end? No, no, you have to no, say as I'm reading. Okay. So here we, and you don't have to quack like a duck. Thank just, you. Just say the word quack. Okay, here we go. Um, and I'm talking about the Solarama thermal board here. And I think this this is like stuck to the board, right, this advertisement? Mm-hmm, there's a label on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here goes. An electronic vitamin. Quack. That generates free electrons and, and brings all the body's cell up from a dormant and semi-dormant state to an active state. Quack, quack, quack. Restoring them to their normal vi- vibrations. Yeah, quack. A cure for cancer. Really quack. Arthritis. Mm-hmm. Headache. Ditto. Par- paralysis. High blood pressure. Heart disease. Um, and finally, beneficial to plant life. Well, that might be true, because I have been thinking about this tomorrow. Do you want to finish? You want yeah, to finish, let me finish, finish let me the finish. plant by promoting more rapid generation and growth, larger and healthier plants, and greater crop yields. I think that might be true, actually, the plant life part, because plants like warmth. And I would think, although I don't think the solarama generates much heat, a little bit of heat might uh, enhance germination and, and produce better crop yields. But uh, yeah, most of that was utter nonsense, as you know. And I did feel like I was quacking like a duck, so I stopped. But um, <laughs> everything that pertained to the human body was quackery there. Uh, what I love about the solarama is they got the, the human and the vegetable in there. They just couldn't find a way to get the mineral in, but they pretty much covered all organic material in that uh, that one advertisement. Well, it's all about marketing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, heal the body and grow a plant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rebecca. Well, thanks for answering the questions about the uh, medical quackery. It was fun. The following are clips from the educational film we discussed earlier in the podcast. The film was produced by the Kansas Department of Health and Environment in the 1980s. The speaker is Dr. Evan Wright, who was the director of KDHE while many of these quack items were seized. I want to talk to a little about mechanical quackery now because it is a little more fun than the type I talked about originally. Using a somewhat sarcastic tone, Dr. Wright often used humor to deliver what was essentially a consumer protection public service. But what this amounts to is simply a a bunch of neon tubes that uh, turn on and they... The buzzing noise you hear in the background is the color therm itself. To illustrate its function, or non-function, Dr. Wright fired up the machine. Pay close attention to Dr. Wright's upcoming analogy. He compares the color therm to a popular luminescent advertising device. Great deal. 
Actually, it gives you all the advantages of standing in front of a bear joint sign or a drugstore sign. That's a wrap for episode 16, Heal the Body, Grow a Plant. Come back in two weeks when curator Blair Tarr tells us about the Coleman Company of Wichita, Kansas, and its innovations in pocket-sizing household appliances. Why would a blanket hang on a wall and not on a bed? Ask a quilter. And check out Piecing It Together, selected quilts from the museum, on exhibit at the Kansas Museum of History until February 2007. This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society.